One brain's blueprint may promote joy more readily than most. In another, pessimism reigns. Whether happiness infuses or eludes a person depends in part on the DNA he has chance to receive. Thomas Lewis. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. This episode, we're going to focus a little bit more on nature in the nature and nurture argument. Next episode's going to be nurture, but these two episodes are definitely going to go hand in hand. We are talking part psychology, part storytelling, and mostly how the psychology applies to your storytelling and your character design in these next couple of episodes. The debate between nature and nurture is a long-standing one. A lot of the Enlightenment debates center around this question. Locke, I believe it was, was very nurture in everything. He came up with a tubular rasa, which is the blank slate mentality of every kid is born exactly the same. Their experiences make them unique. There was also this counter idea of the noble savage, where you are at your best when you are fulfilling your true nature, uncorrupted by everything around you. There's something to be said for both of these. There's a reason why it is a strong debate, because both aspects do have a lot of influence on a person and how they react to the world. I think most psychologists now would agree that it's a healthy mix of both. Yes, I have alcoholism in my family, but I don't touch alcohol, therefore I'm less likely to be an alcoholic. And while we may understand that it is a mix of both, your characters don't have to. There are a lot of characters in popular fiction that say, it's just who I am, I was born this way. And there is a nobility in finding strength in who you were born to be, not stifling facets of yourself because culture disagrees. But there's also a massive vanity that comes along with that of I'm better than everyone else because I have magic and you don't. Let's get into how nature affects a person. It's very interesting to look at the brain in this aspect. When you have somebody that comes down with amnesia, whether it's from a traumatic brain injury or some psychological problem, they are stripped to basically just their nature. And we are talking, in this case, mostly storytelling but just your raw nature is left because you don't have any memories of almost drowning in the swimming pool, so you don't necessarily have that fear anymore. You can also look at things like mental illness. Say you have a character who is a serial killer. A lot of the reason for them being a serial killer is likely going to be nature. They're going to have some kind of mental illness, whether it's schizophrenia, depression, multiple personality disorder, sociopathy. I mean, there's all sorts of mental illnesses that contribute to somebody being a serial killer. It's very, very rarely nurture that leads to that. Yeah, this is where you get all the creepy kid stories, I think, is the parents are just trying to raise their kid to like playing the saxophone and the kid's like, no, I want to light the cat's tail on fire. There is a school of thought out there surrounding personality and brain chemistry, and not just the way somebody was raised, but how they were genetically inclined to do certain things and how the chemistry balance in their brain changes who they are as a person. 
I actually used this concept as the basis for a villain in one of my books, where she was trying to brainwash and rewrite the protagonist into making him somebody that he wasn't. And it all has to do with how the chemicals in your brain react. Whether you are happy or depressed depends on what chemicals are dominating at that moment. This is also used for like simple things like ADHD and gender transitioning. Changing the chemistry of the whole body will change how your mind reacts to things. Another interesting thing to look at when you're considering the nature of a character are twins. If you have a case where you have identical twins, they're raised in the same environment, their genetic makeup is basically the same, but they still have different personalities. And it's because while their genetic makeup is the same, there are different chemicals reigning in their bodies. But there was an interesting study done a few years back where they found twins that were split up at birth and followed them and like checked in with them to see how their lives were different when they were raised differently. And a lot of their lives are very much the same. Let's say it was males that were split up. Their wives look very similar. They both landed in very similar lines of work. They both have a similar home set up. It was very interesting to see how their lives were very similar, even though they had completely different nurtures. Nature, especially in fiction, plays a lot into who the character is. If you look at swords and sorcery fantasy kind of books, most of the people with magic are magical, are sorcerers because of their bloodlines. In the real world, we can also look at music in a similar way, in that my mother has perfect pitch, which is like a superpower in the music world. All three of her kids ended up playing instruments, and it wasn't just that she wanted us to, but we were all really good at it. So we each had different choices in our music, but we all chose music over sports. In my own family, it's kind of similar. You have my siblings, all very mathematically inclined. Both of my parents are more mathematically inclined as well. My dad is a power plant technician. My mom leans a little bit closer to arts and English, but she's more in middle of the line. All three of my siblings take after my dad. I do not. I do not take after either of my parents. Hmm. It had nothing to do with nurture in this case, in my case, because had it been nurture, I would have been raised loving math because that's what my parents were good at. But I went, I hate math. Words. (laughs) To go along with the math versus English, there's logic versus art. As a writer, you need to be pretty good in both of these because you need logic in order to create a logical plot, things that make sense and progress forward. But writing is also an art form. It's about creating and developing. I love to go to the Hogwarts houses (laughs) for this. And it's an interesting question because the Weasleys, the whole family, were all in the same house. Looking at myself and my siblings, we're all in different houses. I mean, it's not like Malfoy could have been in any other house besides Slytherin. What if he had been raised by Molly Weasley? It's an interesting question to ask you and to ask your characters. Are you more of a nature person? Are you more of a nurture person? If you go along with the belief in the Hogwarts houses, 
that they're chosen by which attribute you admire and consider most important, then it's nurture all the way. You think so? I think so. Because if as a family, you're taught that bravery and loyalty and good is right, then you're going to be Gryffindor. But if you and your family unit is taught that ambition and being the best is most important, then you're going to be Slytherin. See, we always had right and wrong taught to us, but I guess that our definitions now are a little more spread out than that. Like, the only way I knew to be right was to be accurate, whereas my sister just wanted everyone to be friends, and my brother wanted everybody to laugh. So we all wanted what was good, and that's what we were taught, but how we got there was very much nature, not nurture. Because you were taught differently than the Weasleys or the Malfoys. Because we actually exist. (laughs) So to sum this whole thing up, nature is the person's DNA. It's who they are outside of everything that happened to them. Nurture is all of that stuff that happened to them. So my dad has a fear of bears. He's never been attacked by a bear. He's actually scared them off of the property before. He still has this fear of bears. Nature. I have a fear of open water. I almost drowned when I was very, very young. Nurture has given me that fear. Both of them form your character. You need to consider both. So as you're writing your characters, as you're developing them, consider the nature of who they are. What were their parents like? What is their genetic predisposition toward certain skills? The part of them that's decided by nature is going to determine things like Their physical appearance. Are they more inclined to be thin and fit? Are they inclined to be tall or short or good at math, good at English, good at art? What about them physically changes the personality? You get to choose the parts of the character that matter. The parts of the character that are going to influence the story, that are going to hold them back in the story, that are going to push it forward. You get to choose all of that because it is your story. They are your characters. And all you have to do is write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 